the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. I know you're shocked, it's me, right? Yeah, uh, wow, great to be back with you, and I want to thank want to thank the Jeffs, Jeffs Squared for hanging out with us and doing a wonderful job. I uh, heard nothing but rave reviews. Um, I will say it was, um, it's been a weird couple of days, uh, to be honest with you. Um, went out and did this incredible event over in uh, Heber Springs, Arkansas. What a great patriotic town. Great patriotic people. Had a huge turnout at the Reagan Dinner and we just had an absolute blast. Um, got home, and I will say this, immediately got a little sick. Actually, a whole lot sick. I, I don't know. It was like the uh, the 24-hour, 36-hour, whatever it is, flu. And uh, anyway, uh, all that to say, it is nice to be back with you today. I would have been unpleasant Monday and Tuesday, just to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, want, to, I, I don't want to be unpleasant with you good people. So anyway, we've got a lot going on. Um... Wow. President Biden, I will say this, I was watching moment by moment uh, the president as he as he stepped off of the airplane and the good news was that he did not trip going down the, the going down the junior staircase on Air Force 1. That was a good thing. Uh, I'm not sure who thought it was a good idea with the world on the verge of World War 3 to send Joe Biden to make sure that we that that we find peace somewhere. But that's what they decided to do. Now, I just want to be very clear about a few things here. And and this is an important thing because we are about to move into some very dangerous and difficult days. And there is a very good chance that this country could be on the verge of, of war. Uh, a very good chance. Uh, we are living in some dangerous times right now. And quite frankly, it's all because of the Democrats and the never-Trump Republicans. This is all on you. It was during Donald Trump's administration that this country was not involved in an armed conflict. It was Donald Trump who led this country to a place where we were respected and feared by the world. It was Donald Trump who put the fear of Almighty God into the hearts of the Muslim terrorists. They thought the guy was crazy, and they thought that guy would wipe them off the face of the earth if they did anything to, to, to Israel, and they, he, he, they would have been right. But here we are, ladies and gentlemen, 
in a very dangerous spot in, in American history and world history where raging protests are happening right now at, across U.S. embassies in the Middle East. Earlier this morning, Beirut, Lebanon, the embassy there coming under assault, the State Department issuing warnings. I will say this, and and I hope you hear me, I, I think that it would be wise for those of you who are traveling overseas, or maybe, just maybe, uh, you have uh, things that would take you outside of the confines of the United States of America. I would encourage you to consider canceling those plans and just stay home. At least here in America, there is some semblance of safety. But I'm not too sure it's a good idea for Americans to be traveling abroad right now because the Muslims want to kill the Christians and the Jews. They want to kill Americans. That's what they want to do, and that's what they're, and that's what they're doing. So we've got a lot to get through today. Uh, my question is, do you stand with Israel? Do you still stand with Israel? And what do you recommend Israel do here? Let me explain what was happening this whole trip. A lot of people were very confused. Why is why is Joe Biden getting on Air Force One and going to going to Israel? What's going on there? Well, he was doing that to stop or at least to delay the ground invasion of Gaza. There's there was no way the Israelis were going to be able to start their ground offensive if President Biden was boots on the ground in Israel. And once he's gone, more than likely we are going to see the ground game start. Now, the president and the secretary of state met privately with Israeli officials for upwards of seven hours. What was that all about? Let me explain what's going on here, folks. The Biden administration is trying to stop Israel from going into Gaza. And what you what you saw today was a strong arm. Now, with Biden, Biden wasn't doing the strong arming. Biden could barely stay awake. Did you see that in the interview? I mean, he he and Netanyahu, and they were he was starting to like lean over. It, I, I thought he was just going to keel right on over, take a nap right right at the feet of Benjamin Netanyahu. But that's what that was all about. This was a strong arm effort by the Biden administration. And, and it may have been, at the end, begging and pleading, because I'm not sure it really matters what the United States says. But I do know this. I have read, I have read the Bible, and I'm telling you, folks, we better not turn our backs on Israel. It could get very bad for us as a nation. I'm just saying. By the way, I, I am shocked. Yes, I said shocked, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the word from the New York Times, and it was I mean it was plastered all over everywhere. You uh, had every major television network, every major newspaper in the world saying that Israel had bombed and rocketed the Baptist Hospital in Gaza. You notice that's the only time they use the word Baptist in the media. I haven't seen that word used in ages. But man, they were quick to they were quick to say that we had. I guess the the Israelis had blown up the hospital, 500 people dead. It was horrible. You know, folks, I didn't even think twice, did not even think twice about it. And you know why? Because now we know it's not true. And the the reaction, here's what you need to understand about the mainstream media. The reaction to that story last night tells you everything you need to know about the media that they mostly employ anti-Semites who do not trust the Jews. That's it. I mean, I mean, that's why they went with the story. They didn't even bother to ask Israel's side. By the way, 
nobody, nobody asked the Palestinians to refute those claims. And why why would they? The Associated Press, their offices were right next door to a rocket launcher. This is several years back. And the Associated Press reporters, you could they could actually see the rockets being fired, and they never reported on that. Do you know why they never reported on it? Because they were threatened by Hamas. So you're not getting fair and balanced coverage. You're not getting any coverage out of out of Hamas. You're not getting any coverage out of Gaza. And the reason why is it's all propaganda, because the journalists that are there are terrified of being killed. I mean, it's it's that really that simple. So now we know that the rockets were fired by the Islamic Jihad, and we know this because the Israelis were able to get a hold of of radio or telephone transmissions between the terrorists acknowledging that, whoopsie, we blew up the hospital. It was friendly fire, terrorist-friendly fire is what that was. But we've also verified it, um, according to the, the reporting now of ABC News, that the Pentagon has been able to independently verify this. So they're not relying on the Israeli intelligence here. They're, they've got their own they've got their own sources. And so the the Israelis had nothing to do with this. And yet look at what happened as a result of the mainstream media reporting. Look what happened last night. The mainstream media reporting on this, it it took off like a wildfire. Every single newscast was talking about Israel blowing up the hospital full of little innocent Gazan people. And let me say, say this about the little innocent Gazan people. I haven't seen a single one of them out there protesting the slaughter of these, uh, of these uh, innocent Jews. Not a one. And in my estimation, that means nobody's innocent, except for the children. So now you've got, so you've got this fake news out there. And this fake news, it was like pouring gasoline on the fire. And now look at what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. Look at what's happening right now. Because of the mainstream media reporting, we could very well be on the brink of World War III. That's what's going on. You know what else is going on? They're voting again. The House of Representatives. And folks, we're gonna we're paying attention. The House is now voting on whether or not to make Jim Jordan the next Speaker of the House. So far, Jordan and Jordan can only lose, I believe, five votes, three or five, three, four or five votes, and that's it for Jordan. He will not. He will. He will lose on the second ballot. So we're going to be keeping t- tabs on that story as well. A lot of breaking news, not just in Israel, but right here in the United States. We're going to be taking your calls on both the big stories, including the the bullying that's been going down. It's not Jim Jordan. But you've got the folks over at Fox News Channel, Sean Hannity, and they've been sending out pretty threatening emails to lawmakers. And a lot, a lot of these lawmakers are bristling over the bullying. And that's why they so there's actually blowback because of what Fox News is doing, trying to insert themselves into this into this uh, speaker battle. So, again, our telephone number here is 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. 
Are you as frustrated as I am that males, boys and men are being allowed to take away awards and opportunities from girls and women in sports? That girls are being sidelined in their own sports and put in harm's way? That our own federal government is pushing this? When our society ignores biological reality, it's women and girls who suffer. Thankfully, my friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are standing for truth and challenging this destructive agenda in the courts and legislatures nationwide. But they need your help. Join with ADF and be a champion for freedom. Just $19 a month will fuel the fight to protect our freedoms. Visit ToddStearns.com. That's ToddStearns.com and click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend of ADF, that first gift will be matched. Visit ToddStearns.com or call 855-417-6556. That's 855-417-6556. By the way, uh, University of Pennsylvania students out marching and the youngsters over at UPenn are now uh, calling for the death of Jews. Uh, they're calling for a the genocide of, um, of Jews. So there you go. Uh, that's happening right here on American soil in the United States of America. Um, ladies and gentlemen, right now Jim Jordan is failing and looks like he will not be able to get the votes he needs. I know it's early in the voting process, but already five people vote. Now six people voting for other. Uh, We are watching the live coverage, monitoring it with our friends over at Newsmax. And the question now is, Should what should the Republicans do now? So should Jim Jordan go back to the mat, and should he fight for this? Folks, it seems to me, and I go all the way back to, to day one, when the Republicans gained control of the House of Representatives, I said on this very radio program to Jim Jordan's face that he should be the next Speaker of the House, but he refused to put his name into the hat, and it got pretty ugly. As a matter of fact, we were told, we were told, ladies and gentlemen, um, to to, to not even advance that notion, to to just, his people were saying, Todd, Jim doesn't want it. He, he he's very happy where he is right now, and he does not he does not want to be Speaker of the House. So I'm not sure what happened between now and then. But if we had just stayed the course from day one, we would not be in the situation we're in right now. Because Jim Jordan is a very well-liked man up on Capitol Hill. That's not the issue. He really is very well-liked. And by the way, here are the people who are voting, and we're gonna we're gonna post this on our website. And you need to be calling Capitol Hill right now. Call Capitol Hill and give them a piece of your mind. So th- so far, you've got Don Bacon of Nebraska, Vern Buchanan, who voted for Byron Donalds, Ken Buck, who went for Emmer. Uh, we've got Chavez Deremer going for McCarthy and Desposito goes for Lee Zeldin. So we're looking at the same voting pattern that we saw um, we, we saw yesterday. Now seven people. So this is this is not going well. Now we have a question here and the question is what what happens next? After this vote we will still not have a speaker of the house. We will have a speaker pro tem. So let me explain how all of this works. There 
The Speaker pro tem position, which is held by our friend uh, Congressman Bowtie from North Carolina, Patrick McHenry, uh, he is he is in place as the de facto leader of of the House. There is no time limit for how long this man can actually stay as the Speaker pro tem. He could be there until January, which is something that Speaker Newt Gingrich posited last night on Sean Hannity's program. I think that's probably the worst idea I have ever heard. And by the way, when you want to go back and and look at your look at your history here, it was Newt Gingrich who went through the same same thing. He was the Jim Jordan of his time. So, ladies and gentlemen, the question, and we're going to open this up to you, 844-747-8868, if not Jim Jordan, who? Or should it be Jim Jordan, and should we just go to the mat? And I know that I know there are a lot of people out there saying, well, it's these, it's these, these uh, seven Republicans now, these seven Republicans, and they're the ones that are they're siding with the with the Democrats. Well, you know what? Yeah, you you had eight that sided, eight Republicans sided with the Democrats to oust McCarthy. So you really don't have a leg to stand on there. And we're up to nine Republicans. The we're hearing that you can he could lose even more, even more votes this go around. He lost twenty yesterday, and he could lose more today. So we'll be monitoring this. I'm telling you, folks, it is ugly. But I will say this: the moderate Republicans they hate the conservatives. And if push comes to shove, and we saw this in the presidential election, if push comes to shove. They will work behind the scenes to sabotage the campaigns of conservatives, even for the highest office in the land, because they crave power so much. Here's Congressman Kim Buck yesterday, cut number nine. The narrative that, that is out there. But do other, one, do other Republicans feel the same way you do? They're just not willing to say it out loud? Absolutely. I, I have talked to a number of people who have come up to me and almost whispered, thank you. Um, and, and I know whispered. Yes. No, there, there is. Why a, are they so? I don't understand. Why, what are they afraid of? Well, the Republicans who are going to vote against Jim Jordan on the second ballot, which will be more Republicans, more, than, more. Absolutely. Um, uh, want the cover of saying I voted for Jim Jordan, but now it's time to move on. The, the problem is they are afraid of a primary. The calls that are coming in are, are ridiculous. They're, they're in the hundreds, if not thousands, uh, that are coming into every office right now. The grassroots uh, campaign is is very strong for Jim Jordan. Well, it's going to be a mess here, folks, because we do have a the debt limit coming up, and uh, we could have a looming government shutdown. Uh, we will, by the way, that number now at eleven votes, eleven votes against Jordan on the Republican side. All the Democrats are sticking with Jeffries. Do not be surprised if there is an effort by some of these moderates to find some sort of an agreement with the Democrats and put Jeffries in the speaker's chair. That that is not out of the question right now. So we're going to open up our phone lines, 844-747-8868. That's our number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, look, if you go to our website, you're going to see a bright red Israel at War banner at the very top of your page. And, folks, we need your help. We are helping our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. My good friend Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and I, raising money. Trish Regan, we're all raising money for this incredible organization. 
Charity Navigator gives them the highest ranking out there. Uh, these are good people, and the money you give is going to help our friends in Israel who are literally suffering at this very moment. And we need you to go right now to ToddStarns.com. There are two ways for you to help us out here, folks. You can you can donate online. Go to ToddStarns.com and click on the Israel at War banner, or you can give them a call, 1-800-514-5577. That number again, 800-514-5577. Your emergency gift is going to help the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews save lives and provide critical essentials they need right now. So let's do our part. We'll be right back, folks. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866 866- 6490304 and start investing today. Oh good lord. Um Mike Kelly uh just voted for John Boehner. By the way, it's uh yeah, it's it's a done deal. It looks like uh, Congressman Jim Jordan's goose is cooked uh right now, but um You've got Mike Kelly voting for John Boehner. So far, he's the only one voting for Boehner. Uh, let's go live to the Let's go live to the Country Club. Uh, I think we have John Boehner on the Patriot Bubble Newsmaker line. Uh, Congress Congressman or former Congressman Boehner. I need a martini. All right, we'll get back to you there. We'll check back in with you. He's an emotional man, very passionate man, uh, John Boehner is. All right, our uh, telephone number, 844-747-8868. Uh, let's go to the phones real quick here. Charles in North Carolina, listening to us on the great WSIC. Hey, Charles, what's going on? Hey, Todd, well, I hope you're, uh, I hope you're feeling better from taking off a couple of days. Well, you're kind to thank you very much, Charles. Todd, I think uh, Jim Jordan just needs to stay up there on the floor and just keep vote after vote after vote and not and not throw in the towel. Uh, because if it's not going to be him, I don't know uh, who it's going to be. I wish he would have never walked off the floor last Friday. I wish they would have uh, failed the vote then. Uh, but I, if, at this point, I mean, this is just a charade what we're watching. Uh, and we're just seeing the divisions within the Republican Party. But I, I would like to see him just stay up there like uh, like McCarthy did and just keep calling uh, vote after vote after vote and see if he can get some of these people back on board and get to 217. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I I think it's this is the hill to die on. Let's stay and let's fight. Fight till the bitter end. Yeah, for sure. And Todd, as far as as far as Israel goes, uh, let me just uh, weigh in on that. I'm a big supporter of Israel, and I think Israel has every right to go into Gaza and defend itself uh, and use whatever means necessary. Uh, but that being said, uh, I'm not for the United States unilaterally attacking another country like Lindsey Graham suggests uh, for two reasons. One, uh, it, it, it's up to the Congress to declare war, not uh, the Senate or the president. And if we're if there's going to be a war, I think that needs to go before the American people and get a formal declaration of war instead of these uh, wars that we've had for the last 20 years. Uh, and secondly, Todd, I still believe the greatest threat to our, to our country is not in the Middle East. It's not in Russia. It's not in China. It's right there on our southern border, because in the last 10 days, when everybody's been focused on Israel and Gaza, I bet you there's been 200,000 illegals that have crossed our border from over 100 countries. And a lot of these people are terrorists. And we're seeing the, the, the result of that right now with all these protests on college campuses. And in and, uh, and cities around the world, and I never thought this would happen, uh, but that's the real enemy, and I think that's where the focus needs to be. Well, I, look, I'm with you there. As a matter of fact, we've got some we've got some new border numbers out. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to pull up. I'll pull up that information. But we are expecting, rather, we are expecting new border numbers to come out today, and it's not looking good. I'm just telling you, it is not looking good. And Charles, to your point. You are looking at God knows what coming across that southern border. And when you see the radicalized college students that are, are here in this country right now, uh, we've, got, we've got terrorists literally walking among us. We do. And I could imagine, could you imagine, Todd, after 9-11, if there had been a protest on college campuses in support of the hijackers that crashed those planes into the World Trade Centers. I mean, they would have been lynched. But now, not only is this the result of an open border, but this is also the result of an education system that has indoctrinated people to hate their own country and embrace cultural Marxism. We're seeing this on full display right now. And we've got so many problems over here. Not only do we have to seal off that southern border, but we've got to find a way to deport the millions of people that are here, either either peacefully or by force if necessary. But that's what it's going to take to uh, to save this country. Yeah, look, there's some there's some audio from from the um, the the King of Jordan who says, "Yeah, we're not ta- no, we're not taking we're not taking the the, the the Gazans. They're not coming over here." And there's a reason why Egypt built a wall between themselves and and Gaza is they don't want the terrorists coming into their country. And you heard it from the Egyptian president, I believe this was earlier today, who said, we don't want Gaza firing those missiles from Egypt into Israel. So everybody there knows what's going on. Everybody knows what's going, on, what's going down over there. So it's, it's really a fallacy what's happening in the mainstream media. They're giving cover, and really the mainstream media, including folks right here in America, and especially the American media, they are sold out. They're the propaganda wing of the Palestinians. Oh, yeah, no question about it. And, you know, for Nikki Haley to suggest that maybe we should allow the Gazan refugees to come into an America, to come into America. I mean, that is just absolute lunacy, you know? 
it, it's, it's lunacy. And, you know, I heard David Petraeus on uh, TV yesterday. Uh, and here, here's a guy that is, you know, contributed to losing the war over the last 20 years. He's an idiot. Here's a guy that said, we can fight a war in Ukraine. We can fight a war in the Middle East. We can fight a war in China. And we can secure the southern border. That is totally asinine and unrealistic because we're broke. We are totally broke. And there's just no way we can do that without just get without exacerbating the situation. Well, and Charles, appreciate that call. And uh, thank you for listening. 844-747-8868 is our number. That's 844-747-8868. So we're up to 17 no votes. So this is a, it's a no-go for, for Jim Jordan. So does he demand an, an, an immediate vote after this? Or do we take another day off? Because, folks, this is not this is not getting resolved. I've been telling you for for gosh for at least a year now that there was a civil war brewing within the Republican Party, and this is it. This is it on display right now. And I need you to call Capitol Hill, and you need to tell your elected leaders to get on board and vote for Jim Jordan. Steve Scalise is backing Jordan, at least publicly. Um, And by the way, there are rumblings that Steve Scalise, who, by the way, Steve Scalise is part of the machine in Washington, D.C. He is conservative-ish, but he is not a conservative. But you need to get on the phone here, and you you need to let your lawmakers know where you stand on Jim Jordan. Otherwise, we're going to be in a, it's, it's a mess. It is a great big mess, and we've got some big issues facing our nation right now. I want to play some audio. This is uh, Speaker Newt, uh, cut number eight. The only argument, I think, for McHenry is if you cannot get an agreement tomorrow in Jordan, the world is moving, as you, we just talked about. Israel's in a big war. Ukraine is in a war. China's on offense. The why border not have is fi- open. If need be, Drugs why not have 15 in. votes? If need be, why not do what they did with McCarthy? Well, well, if I thought that would work, I would be for 15 votes. I'd be for 15 votes, frankly, to bring McCarthy back. But the fact is, I have no faith that you can put this together right now. Now, again, if I'm all for Jordan having an opportunity tomorrow, I hope he can win. I'd much rather have a new speaker than have a speaker pro tem. But I wrote my newsletter on the grounds that my hunch is that 200 votes is about what he's going to get. 200 votes uh, is is much higher than Scalise got, and Scalise was the majority leader. Uh, And my sense from talking to people in the House tonight is that in a next vote, he might actually get fewer, not more votes. If that happens, we can't sit around and suck our thumbs and hope the world will wait until the House Republicans get their act together. Every day we're closer to the end of the continuing resolution. Every day we're closer to a huge age package uh, for for Israel that has to be passed. Every day we are failing to do the investigations we need to be doing. And so if in a worst case, I think that we've had our two best shots, Scalise and Jordan. If Jordan can win, I am totally for him. This is not to undercut him. And Jim is a good guy. He's a very competitive guy, as you know. He's 156 to 1 uh, in high school wrestling. He was twice the NCAA wrestling champion for the country. He's a very competitive, very smart guy. But 
I also understand numbers. And if and I, I quit because I had 19 guys who thought that balancing the budget, reforming welfare, cutting taxes wasn't enough. I wasn't conservative enough for them. So I understand how this game is played, and I'm just saying it's a numbers game oh. given the current narrow Republican majority, unless they can get in a room. All right, there you go. Look, um, he doesn't sound very well, right? Did you hear the breathing after every other word? The poor guy, he's getting on up there. But I don't, I don't know what's happened to Speaker Newt, but clearly he is, um, he is, uh, he's not the same Newt Gingrich that led the the revolution back in the nineteen nineties. He's not that guy anymore. And folks, I, I'm telling you, the Republicans have to get their act together here. And I don't know, maybe, maybe we're getting to a point where there there is not a party anymore. Maybe the differences between the moderates and the conservatives, and really, it's a it's it's becoming a three way split now because you've got this you've got this populist wing of the party that was elected during the Trump years, and they are not conservative. Some by and large, they are not conservative on the culture war issues. So you've got you've got three distinct groups now fighting each other in the Republican Party. And if we don't get our act together, we're going to get our butts handed to us in the elections in 2024. That's pretty clear to me. So it seems to me the only person right now who can bring us together, and and tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems to me the only person with the standing to bring all the factions together is Donald Trump. So what's going to happen next? That's the question. So we're going to get an idea of that. Right now, everybody's everybody's in the House chamber. They're voting, and we're going to bring you the numbers. But right now, uh, Jordan's it's going to have to go to another round of voting. Our telephone number is 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. I mean, do you see... Do you see Jim Jordan, or I'm sorry, do you see uh, Governor Ron DeSantis being the great unifier of the party? Does DeSantis have the the stature to unify the party? What about Nikki Haley? And by the way, she disqualified herself from the presidency by suggesting that we ought to be taking in these Gazan refugees. Not a single one needs to step foot on American soil. These are very dangerous people, very dangerous people. But is it Nikki Haley? Is it Vivek Ramaswamy? I mean, who do you see that is truly going to be the leader of the party? There are no party elders right now who are running the show. That's the problem. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart, took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. We discover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. 
You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. All right, folks, uh, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, we are about to post on our page the uh, the list of lawmakers so far. Uh, you folks in Georgia, you've got one, uh, Congressman Ferguson, voting against Jim Jordan. Also, uh, you folks in Iowa, Congresswoman Miller Meeks, uh, Nebraska, you've got Rutherford and Bacon uh, over in um looks like we've got a lot of folks from uh, Florida and New York uh, voting against Jordan. Anyway, we've got the list so far, 21. That's right, 21. Um, and they're just making their ways through the S's. So we'll keep you updated. Looks a lot, But J- Jim Jordan does not have the votes. Uh, that's the bottom line here. Let's go, to, um, let's go to Jerry in Iowa. Jerry, what's on your mind today? <clears throat> Hi, Todd. Glad you're back. But I'll, I'll see. You and Jeff Stein have a pretty similar voice quality, so I think you could impersonate each other. But uh, mainly, I just wanted to talk about Kevin McCarthy. Um, I, I think he, he's the only speaker who has ever been punished for being a fiscal squish. I mean, you can, you can blame the uh, gays for blowing things up, but it's really the 15 or 20 rhinos that are... are just perpetuating the same old spending pattern. So I think we should we should uh, note that Kevin McCarthy he, he he's just a fish, fiscal squish, and uh, I'm I'm glad things got blown up. So look, go all the way back to John Boehner, and what was Boehner's number one? The only thing John John Boehner had going for him as a as a, that was attractive to conservatives was he was a rock solid fiscal conservative, and yet. He did not. He did not rule the house as a fiscal conservative, and that's one of the reasons why he was he was ousted. And one of the architects of that whole plan was Kevin McCarthy. It was McCarthy, Paul Ryan, and you also had Eric Cantor. Uh, McCarthy was the last of those three, the uh, so-called Gen Xers, uh, who wanted to you know be the young guys and and blow things up on Capitol Hill. So here we are once again, and I think. What's so appealing about Jim Jordan is that he has really fought this. He has fought. He has delivered over and over again. And I think this is the guy that could could actually lead us to being fiscally responsible again. And also getting to the bottom of all these uh, these scandals. Go finish your thought there, Jerry. Well, I'm just saying it's t- it's taken courage to to get to this point where now Jim Jordan can replace. Uh, McCarthy and uh, former Congressman Steve King says that McCarthy is really not an honest broker behind the scenes. He says, uh, like, like uh, he got along with Paul Ryan, but Boehner and even even uh, Nancy Pelosi was more honest deal maker, uh, according to Steve King, who's a conservative Christian, than than McCarthy. And it couldn't happen to a better guy, McCarthy, getting out and getting Jordan in is an opportunity. All right, uh, Jerry. Appreciate the call, and yes, uh, that is the, the look. That's the dirty, open secret up on Capitol Hill is Kevin McCarthy was not a man to be trusted. Uh, let's go to James in Georgia, WDUN. Hi, James. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. It's good to have you back, and 
Thank you. Um, I just wanted to comment for uh, briefly on what Newt Gingrich had to say. I'm a huge Newt Gingrich fan. I, I appreciate so much what he did, the contract with America, um, that you know his help during the Reagan administration. He was he was wonderful, but he's I think he's wrong on this. Um, I think we have a chance to allow the you know the chaos to continue until it's finally resolved. I would absolutely not settle for anything less than Jim Jordan at this point. We're so close. And all the things that Nick talked about, the China problem, the border problem, the, um, the problem in Israel, all those things existed. Well, Israel didn't, but all those things existed before when Kevin McCarthy was the House Speaker, and, and they still exist today. Nothing's gotten any worse or any better because of the absence of a speaker. I wish we had a speaker, but I would much yeah. rather use a uh, Rush Limbaugh strategy of let's just have chaos for a while and, and get to a point that's, uh, that's acceptable to conservatives rather than just giving in to the small minority of liberals. Again. And, and, and James, that is a great point. We're going to have to wrap that up. But chaos is not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but we've got some chaotic issues going on globally with this war and that has me very concerned. Now, the question for you, North Carolina folks, would McHenry make a good speaker? Because there are now rumblings that he could be the guy if Jim Jordan fails. Um, all right, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. We'll be right back, America. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing Amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size my pillow for $19.98 or call 1 800 839 8506. The offer comes with a 10 year warranty and a 60 day money back guarantee. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use the promo code starns or call 800 839 8506. Promo code starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. It is great to have you with us broadcasting today on 140 radio stations across this great nation. All right, um, so here's where we're at. Uh, we were following this in real time, but Jim Jordan has uh, just lost the second vote uh, to be a Speaker of the House. Uh, he lost more. It's I believe 22 votes would be the final to- would be the final tally. Uh, yesterday he lost 20 Republicans. Today 22. 
So the question now is, what happens next? And we're going to be following those developments momentarily, this all happening in real time here, and uh, we'll let you know um, the, the lay of the land momentarily. But I will say that uh, this is causing a bit of, of chaos within the Republican Party. Uh, there is a, a triple civil war going on between the moderates and the conservatives and the populists, and th- they're having a very difficult time getting along and coalescing behind a speaker. So here's the bottom line. And if Kevin McCarthy had just followed through with all of his promises he made to the House Freedom Caucus, this wouldn't be an issue. He would still be Speaker of the House. So really, this goes back to a simple question. And the question, and, and the answer to the question, it doesn't matter if you're a moderate, it doesn't matter if you're a conservative or a populist, you got to answer the one question. And here's the question. Are you going to be a man or a woman of your word? That's it. It is very simple. Are you going to be a man or a woman of your word? The Democrats, the answer to that question is absolutely. I mean, they would they would sell us off to the Islamic Jihad in a heartbeat. But at least you know that they would be honest about it. And they would tell you up front. That's why Rashida Tlaib and uh, Ilhan Omar and the Hamas caucus are so open and vocal about their position. They don't mind letting you know that they support the terrorist. They have no problem with that. That's what they believe. And they're going to they're going to do everything in their power to advance the Hamas cause. If you gave Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar well, let me but let me just say this. You put Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib next to a Jewish daycare, uh, you might want to move the Ginsu knives. I'm just saying. They're defending the terrorist. And by the way, I know that's a little shocking for people to hear, but you need to understand when you've got kids, American kids, marching through the street calling for the genocide of Jews, that's what they're talking about. That's what's going on. And we've got to call it out every single day on this radio program and every other radio program out there. And I appreciate Mark Levin, the great one, because he's been out there leading the charge on this, and calling these people what they are. They are Nazis. They're Hamas Nazis. That's a phrase he coined, by the way. A lot of people don't give Levin credit for this stuff. But he was out on the forefront of this issue. And it pains me to say that you've got people in on Capitol Hill elected to office that made a choice. You did not see Rashida Tlaib come out and condemn the killing, the beheading of the babies in Israel, did you? No, you did not. And you know why? Because those lives don't matter to people like Rashida Tlaib and Elhan Omar. Just want to point that out. It's an inconvenient truth. That being said, at least they're honest with their constituents. The Republicans, on the other hand, they have had a long, troubled history in the honesty department. And we're not asking for a lot here. We're asking for you to secure our borders and to and to balance the budget. That's all. That's all. We don't want you to spend more than the Democrats. We want you to spend less. You know, the Republicans campaign on smaller government, and it seems like every time we put the Republicans in charge, we get a larger government. So we're not asking a lot here. We just want you to be honest. That's it. If Kevin McCarthy would have been honest, he would still have a job. But beyond that, let's just set that aside for a moment. The Republicans are the ones who are responsible for all of this in the first place. They're the ones who agreed to these rules. It would just take one person 
one person to stand up and announce they wanted to vacate the chair. So all these people feigning outrage, uh uh-uh, can't do it anymore. You made the bed, now you got to lie in it. And if that means we have chaos, it means we have chaos. Our telephone number today, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. We're also monitoring developments in in Israel. It is not looking good. It is looking bad. And it is looking bad all across the Middle East. So we're going to keep you updated. Protests erupting all over the Middle East right now, including in Turkey. Not looking good at all. And, folks, I want to direct your attention real quick to our website. We are partnering with Dennis Prager and Mike Huckabee, among many others, and we are helping to raise money for our friends in Israel. It's the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And I want to tell you something. We check out all these people. We do a deep dive into these charities to make sure that they are on the up and up, and this is one of those great charities As a matter of fact, if you go to the uh, Charity Navigator website, you can see all of their information. Uh, They do a great job, and the money you give goes to the people of Israel. And we want you to help us out here. Uh, Go to our website, toddsterns.com, and if you click on the banner at the top, Israel at War, you will be able to find a way to donate money online. Some of you may say, Todd, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing it online. That's okay. You can pick up the phone and call this number. Write this number down, 1-800-514-5577. That's 1-800-514-5577. Now, this is an emergency gift, and this money is going to help provide critical essentials for the Israeli people. Many of them lost their homes. Many of them lost their loved ones. It's just a horrible situation, and they need all of the help they can get right now, and it is up to us Christians and Jews standing together side by side, and we're going to help the nation of Israel get through this. So again, go to the website, toddsterns.com, make a donation right now, or you can call them at 1-800-514-5577. All right. Um, We're changing gears just briefly. We're expecting Congressman Pat Fallon to join us a little bit later on in this hour. But we have another situation. In my town, the town that I live in, I thought I moved to a conservative town, Germantown, Tennessee, beautiful suburb. They got the horses. They have great little restaurants. Um, It's a great, probably one of the best police departments in the entire state. Uh, They've got good people working there. But let me tell you, we've got a bunch of woke morons, and most of them are elected to office. So we've got a radical school board, and uh, we do our own schools over in Germantown, uh, we're a suburb of Memphis, and I, I, I'm i just stunned. I, I don't think Germantown, Tennessee is that liberal, but maybe I was just way off base here. But we've got a bunch of rich, woke people that live in our community, and they got elected to a lot of the offices. So we've been dealing with this situation with the school board, and they've been, you know, they've been at the center of a lot of the controversies. Uh, they've been advancing this this uh, gender ideology nonsense. They let a boy get on board the uh, the homecoming court with the girls. So you got all these beautiful girls, and then they got a boy in a dress at homecoming. Uh, they've got the the sign up list for the for the high school musical, and um, and the high school musical asks a series of questions, and one of them was your preferred pronouns, 
and then your preferred name and the name you would prefer us to use when addressing your mommy and your daddy. You see what's going on there? Sounds like a little bit of grooming going on in the theater department at Houston High School in the Germantown School District. And then and then uh, came word that apparently they were letting a boy use uh, the girls' bathroom. This school. A lot of parents upset. The local Moms for Liberty chapter is just in an uproar over this. And so then last night, someone sent me this um, th- this item and a hat tip uh, to one of our great conservatives in this area. His name is Luke Symbol, and he's on top of all of this stuff, and uh, sent me uh, some, some video from the Germantown School Board meeting last night to decide whether or not they should change the name of Good Friday. I'm not making this up. It's unbelievable. So so the school board is has it, the recommendation has been made and they're going to make the decision next week. The decision has been made to change to change the name of Good Friday to Spring Holiday. And apparently they do something else here. I guess they give the kids off on Monday too because people you're out of town and you're traveling back and so the kids get back late so they call that Easter Monday. And so they're going to change the name. I've never heard of Easter Monday. You know, back when I was in back when I was in school, you went out and you had a you had a great Easter. You went out and you got all the little eggs and in the front yard, and then you ate as much chocolate as you could, and you got sick. But by golly, you were on the school bus the next day. That's how we did school back in the seventies. We were tougher back then. But I guess these days the kids need a day off from their day off. Anyway, they're changing the name of that too. So my question is that so is that a problem for you? Do you have a problem with these school districts that are going in and changing the name Good Friday? I'd be curious to know are they going to change the are they going to change the name of the Ramadan holiday? They going to do that too? So we've got some audio here. I want you to hear this. This is actually the Germantown School Board, and there's one guy, one conservative doctor on the uh, in the bunch, and he just nails it. Cut number one. Previous names. I'd- I mean, I understand the thought process. I think the change at minimum is going to be a frustration to a lot of families, self-included, um, and possibly more of a frustration to others. Um, that would that would be my request. I, f- I feel like it sends a, a message that we don't necessarily need to send. Which is? You're anti-Christian, lady. Is there any other reason that those days are holidays other than... Easter, Good Friday, mm-hmm. Easter Monday. Are there any other reasons? Not those specific days. Uh, I know there are some others close to that. Call them what they are. I think probably the reason that, other than the fact that traditionally we've had that off, one of the reasons we'd have that off is because we also allow people who celebrate religious holidays to have that day excused. So because our environment is such that we have a majority Christian environment, the majority of our kids would be taking that day off, and it would be excused. So instead of having school and having 75% of our school not show up, we have the day off. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, the day off makes complete sense. I think the name change is is just an... I think it's in respect to those that don't celebrate. I think it's an unneeded frustration to take the name of a day that is only important for one reason and call it something else. 
and I would I would request we change it. I don't think I will vote for any of those options with the name change as it is. I respectfully disagree. Oh my word! All right, so this so the guy you heard there, he's a very uh, prominent doctor. He's on the school board here. His name is Doctor Daniel Chatham, and he's a conservative. And good for you, doctor. I will say this: I would not have been as I would not have been as calm and as patient and kind and as considerate, because basically they're saying we're gonna, you know, we really don't care about you Christian students anymore. And by the way, the female voice you heard, her name is Amy. Is it Eoff? E O F F. And uh, she, she uh, unbelievable. I'm just telling you, we've got an infestation of wokeness in Germantown, Tennessee. And it bothers me that this is happening in my hometown. But you know what? Sometimes you just have to name and shame folks. And shame on you, Germantown School Board. For one thing, you're put, you're letting boys put on dresses and kick girls off of the homecoming court. And now you're about to kick Good Friday off of the school calendar. What is wrong with you people? This is not Loudoun County, Virginia. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, here we go. 22, 22 Republicans voted against Jim Jordan. We're going to let you know what the next step is momentarily. We're expecting uh, an, uh, our friend Congressman Pat Fallon to call in uh, from Texas in just a little while. Also, some new intel coming in from the border where they have just released some shocking information. So it, during the first two weeks, all right, we're talking two weeks, all right, 16 days of the fiscal year, two weeks, more than 18,000 Illegal aliens were able to get away from from Border Patrol agents. In other words, these more than 18,000 were able to escape and are currently somewhere here in the United States of America. Now, you need to understand something here, folks. We're talking about some very bad people coming across that border. And I'm not talking about the people that are picking lettuce and rutabagas. I'm talking about militant jihadists that want to do this country harm. So Lord knows how many of those people have been able to cross over the border during the Biden administration, right? So we're just talking about the first the first 16 days of 2024, more than 18,000 got away. Just so you're aware. That shows you how bad the situation is at our border. We had, a, we had Charles from North Carolina call in 
and say, hey, it's it's we've got to be focusing on the border. It's really bad. And he's right. Without a secure border, folks, we're we're letting that we're letting the bad guys come right up our wazoo. And that's a very uncomfortable thing for the nation. All right. I've got to talk about um, our good friends over in Pascagoula, Mississippi. We haven't talked to our good friends down there in a long time. Pascagoula, Mississippi, where the squirrel went berserk. And if you don't know, you got to Google. Dylan, you might want to pull that song up. We may have to educate. So here we go. This is coming from Pascagoula, East Central Middle School, where a school teacher has been punished. And why, pray tell, was she punished in Pascagoula? Maybe she was a member of the first self-righteous church. I do not know. Anyway, she was... Um, she was caught placing prayer cards underneath all of the desks in her classroom. So she made it a point to go and, and put these little prayer cards in the underneath the, the seats of the students. Lord Jesus, please keep those demon kids well behaved. I don't know what the prayer was, but if you're a teacher and you've got a 30 middle school kids, man, you need all the prayer you can get. So anyway, the Freedom for Religion Foundation found out about this, and they filed a complaint. And shame on the school district. This is unbelievable. The school district has now apologized to the atheist, and they said that they have reprimanded the teacher. She was officially reprimanded, and they said that she they admitted that she violated the Constitution and ordered her to cease the prayer cards immediately. Now, just think about this. We live in a day and an age when teachers have literally turned their classrooms into gay nightclubs. Lord knows what's going on. But you got a teacher who prays, and she's the one that gets in trouble. I, I just want you to happen in town in Pascagoula, Mississippi, ladies and gentlemen. i tell you what, that squirrel's about to go berserk. Got to take a break. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. I am getting so many questions here and messages. Who is this squirrel and what is it rabid? Why is it going berserk? What is happening? And what denomination is the first self-righteous? What is going on here? <sighs> what are they teaching the kids? What are they teaching the children in school? Clearly, they have never heard of Ray Stevens, and this is a tragedy, a great tragedy. So anyway, uh, before the break, we were telling you about a, a, a school teacher down in Pascagoula, Mississippi, who got in trouble because she placed prayer cards underneath the seats of her students in the public school classroom. And as you know, the Freedom From Religion Foundation, they're a nasty bunch of atheists. I mean, I would like to think that by and large, most atheists, you wouldn't mind having over for like the, you know, the, the neighborhood barbecue. You know, they just want to be left alone and, uh, you know, live their lives believing in nothing. And that's fine. It's America. You can do that. But, man, these, these Freedom From Religion Foundation people, they're based in Wisconsin, cheese country, and I think they're lactose intolerant, which is why they're just so doggone mean. But they love just targeting all of these schools. And, and the reality here is that the law is on the teacher's side. And what really angers me is the school district did not do their homework because the teacher did nothing wrong. Instead, she gets in trouble. 
So anyway, I was pointing out that um, this is all happening, and of all places, ironically, uh, where the squirrel went berserk. Well, when I was a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her antebellum world. Come on now. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees, free as a song. Are you folks in Georgia? You know, we got to sing along here. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. Here it comes. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh. When that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. But what happened next is hard to tell Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell But the fact that something was among us was plain to see As the choir sang, I surrender all The squirrel run up Harv Newland's coveralls And Harv leaped to his feet and said, Something's got a hold on me Blow The day the squirrel went berserk Sing along, America Baptist church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula it was a fight for survival that broke out in revival. Oh, yeah. They were jumping pews and shouting, hallelujah. hallelujah. Well, Harv hit the aisles dancing and screaming. Some thought he had religion, others thought he had a demon. demon. Harv thought he had a weed eater loose in his fruit and blooms. He <laughs> fell to his knees to plead and beg, and the squirrel ran out of his britches leg, unobserved to the other side of the room. Come on now. All the way down to the Amen pew Where sat Sister Bertha better than you Who'd been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee But you, you should have seen the look in her eyes When that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs And she jumped to her feet and said Lord, have mercy on me As the squirrel made laps inside her dress She began to cry and then to confess to sins That would make a sailor blush with shame she told of gossip and church dissension But the thing that got the most attention Was when she talked about her love life And then she started naming right, names come on The now. day the squirrel went berserk Come on, you woke people in Germantown Sing along In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah well, seven deacons and the pastor got saved And $25,000 got raised And 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot Praise the Lord And even without an invitation There were at least 500 rededications And we all got rebaptized, Whether we needed it or not Now you've heard the Bible story, I guess How he parted the waters for Moses to pass All the miracles God has wrought in this old world but the one I'll remember till my dying day is how he put that church back on the narrow way with a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church. Come on, everybody. In the little town of Pascagoula. Roll your windows down. Yeah, Hogs are hard. For survival. That broke out in revival. They were jumping pews and shouting, Hallelujah. The day the squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous well, there you have it. Did we lose Portland, Maine? And so, no, did we really? No, I hope not. So there you go. Uh, that, that That is one of the classic songs of all time. The day the squirrel went berserk and the self You know, look, I, I, I just got a text. Why are you doing this, Starnes? We're, we're in dangerous times right now. Yes, I know. I know. But, but, I mean, if we're on the verge of nuclear war, you may as well have a little bit of fun. 
All right, I want to go now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, and there's really not a good segue for this, folks. From the from Ray Stevens to our good friend from the great state of Texas, Congressman Pat Fallon on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Hey, Congressman, how are you? Todd, how are you doing? Sorry, I was a little tardy, but we just had a speaker vote and just made it back to the office. No, no, no. Uh, we were we were just spending that time banging our heads on the wall, uh, watching the vote, Congressman. Uh, so, so give us a, a lowdown of what's happening next here. We know that uh, the that uh, Congressman Jordan did not have the votes. What happens next? Okay, so Todd, I want to preface my remarks by saying I'm going to tell you what how things are, not that now how things now how I want them to be. Fair. Fair enough. Okay. So I'd love to have us have 217 votes for Jim Jordan and we're done and he's Speaker of the House. That apparently at least is uh, clearly not where we're at. It may be, Todd, where we never get to get to. If that is the case, it's up to Jim. And I know this has got to be gut-wrenching to make a decision. Do we do this again? Because as you just said, if you're knocking your head against the wall where you're at, can you imagine what you'd be doing if people worked here? So that's what we're doing. And, And at some point in time, He's got to think about if he's not going to get there and these people are just immovable, it's not going to happen. I don't like it when Democrats cheer. They cheer when they nominate Jeffries. They cheer when he gets the most votes. They cheer. Um, they, 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 and they're laughing and they're, they're making a mockery out of the process because let's not let it be. Uh, it shouldn't escape people's notice that 100 percent of Democrats voted for this. 100 percent. They well, no. all voted to remove McCarthy. And, and well, exactly. So, uh, so I, I understand that. So, where do we? I mean, do we do we need a speaker? There was uh, a, Newt Gingrich last night on on Hannity said, you know what? Maybe we need to maybe we need to keep uh, McHenry in that spot for you know until the first of the year. Uh, that's something that some members have talked about. I, I'm of the school that I'm maybe an eternal optimist, but if Jim uh, steps down and says, I'm no longer a candidate. I think we got to go back into the, our Republican conference and act like all of us, all of us, including myself, act like grownups and say, we're, we are going to respect the caucus or conference process, open it up for new candidates. There's four or five names that have band, been bandied about that would all be excellent. Have another selection process. And whoever makes it through that, we should 217 votes at minimum. We need to go out there and vote for that person and move on. Because I don't want the Democrats and I, uh, to have any say whatsoever in who the speaker is. And I don't want to kick the can down the road. I was elected to do a job. I want a leader. And I want to get out there and do the business of Texas and, and this country. Congressman, who, do you, who would that person be? If it's not going to be Jordan, who would you like to see? I mean, if it's not going to be Jordan. Sure, sure. I, I would say that there are, and again, Todd Starnes, you've got a great show. You're a wonderful American, and you ask tough and pointed questions, but they're fair, and you love this country. I mean, that's what your show is, and that's what you, who you've always been when you were you know, working in, in the print media as well. So, and, and for uh, the networks. Uh, what I would say is this. Let's go beyond honesty, and let's get into candor and frankness. Uh, names that I heard uh, more than three times would be Mike Johnson from Louisiana, Mark Green from Tennessee, Jody Arrington from Texas, Kevin Hearn from Oklahoma, and some even Patrick McHenry because he has the job temporarily now. Any of those five great American patriots, I'm fine with. We just have to all unite behind someone forthwith. I got to tell you, I like those. Those are solid names. I mean, so if, I mean, I can't imagine, and Mark Green, I'm partial to, he's a very good friend, 
but I think he would make a, he would make a, a great speaker. I mean, if you know, if it comes to that point, Mark Green would be exceptional as speaker. Think about it. He's a medical doctor, a combat veteran. He was part of the group that caught Saddam Hussein. He was the first American that interrogated the guy. He has saved lives. He's really an American treasure. He's an excellent member of Congress. He would have been the Secretary of the Army had it not been for Elizabeth Warren under President Trump. So it's really hard for the Democrats to attack anything about him and his personal life. Oh, he's just, by the way, successful multimillionaire business guy, an entrepreneur. So he's got in. He's one of the best members we have. So I would love say Speaker Mark Green. But again, that's if Jim doesn't want to pursue it, because I'd also love to say Speaker Jim Jordan, but it's looking increasingly like, if you want to go real politic, that uh, is a tough, tough hill to climb. All right. Um, are we expecting another vote today? Do you, do you have any intel on that just yet, Pat, Congressman? Uh, no, please, Todd, always call you. can call me Pat. It's monosyllabic and easy and easy to remember. Um, possibly. If I'm Jim, you got to put yourself in his shoes if he calls for another vote and it's the same result, this result was slightly worse than the first result. He's trending in the wrong direction. That's probably going to be the last one you're going to get. Um, there's a lot yeah. of members that I've talked to that said we, we're not doing 15 rounds like in January with Kevin. And that was a different and unique circumstance, too, because McCarthy had 88 percent of the conference vote. So that was a little bit. Now, in, in practice. Uh, I liked the result of that because Kevin was speaker, but we got great rules that decentralized power. So, you know, but in theory, that's a problem when you don't honor the caucus or conference vote, you get this kind of chaos. All right. Well, uh, Congressman, we got to leave it there. We are running super late for a break, but we appreciate the update and uh, we love Jim Jordan like you. But uh, again, I think if, if any of those names are, are in the, uh, in the hopper, I think we're going to be in good shape. Thank you very much. God bless you. All right, Congressman Pat Fallon, everybody from Texas, dropping some breaking news here that uh, Congressman Mark Green from Tennessee, Congressman Mike Johnson being uh, mentioned as speaker nominees. Got to take a break here, folks. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Really excited to talk with our next guest. Have you ever thought about what happens when we die? I mean, this is something I think we all talk about. Normally, late at night, you know, we used to do this all the time when I was in college. Two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, you'd have these intense discussions about what happens when we die. Well, there is an incredible new project coming from Angel Studios called After Death. It's going to be in theaters October 27th. And we've got information over our live show blog. you got to check this stuff out. Uh, the director of After Death is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, Stephen Gray. Stephen, good to have you with us today. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Todd. All right. I, I don't want you to answer the question because we don't want to spoil the, the film for everybody. But what does happen when we die? Yeah, that's a great question. Um I mean, for me personally, uh, the reason why I even be, you know did the film is because I, I went through loss. Um, my brother-in-law was killed uh, in a car wreck at 36 years old, which caused me to ask those very questions. And um, you know, I read something like 30 books on near-death experiences, and, and which you know put me on the path to making this film. Um, after death explores that question: uh, what happens after we die? And we hear from 14 different people who clinically die between seconds to an hour and 45 minutes and then came back to talk about it. 
And uh, we also explore uh, the topic from scientists. You know, we have neurologists, cardiologists, surgeons, um, all kind of talking about this this whole thing, this whole phenomenon of near-death experiences and, what, and, you know, what people are seeing and experiencing. And I understand you interviewed a lot of people. It caught my attention. Uh, you were able to sit down and talk with uh, Don Piper, uh, Dr. Mary Neal, and uh, John Burke, among others. Yeah, we have five New York Times bestselling authors in the film. Uh, there's several people that, you know, they've never shared their story before on camera. Um, but yeah, certainly the, a lot of books that people will be familiar with, 90 Minutes in Heaven, uh, To Heaven and Back, uh, Imagine Heaven, Evidence for the Afterlife. And we also have Dr. Raymond Moody, who coined the term near the experience in his book, Life After Life. So I'm curious, you know, there years ago, um, well, five or six years ago, there's a big controversy over this whole idea of, they called it heaven tourism, uh, the people who died, mm-hmm. and they, they say they went to heaven and came back. And there was a big debate, especially in the Christian circles, over whether or not that was theologically accurate. Do you delve into that that conversation? Yeah. I, so we don't, you know, necessarily go into heaven tourism uh, in terms of like that being a an issue uh, conversationally, but but we do in a different way. So basically, um, you know, it was important for us as filmmakers, you know, the directors and producers of, of the film to to um, explore the topic with, uh, well, we came at it with a great sense of skepticism. You know, not everyone in the project believed in these stories or that they, this could even be true. Um, all of the accounts that we included in our film um, had evidence to back up uh, that they clinically died, uh, which was really important for us. So everything from medical transcripts to, you know, doctor's notes, uh, first responders, eyewitnesses, um, anything between an accident that happened, you know, far away or, uh, in a hospital under the knife. Um, we have all of the, the medical uh, documentation to, to back up the claim of clinical death. Um, and then, you know, their experience uh, experiences can be subjective, you know. And so when people talk about, you know, that they had heavenly encounters or, you know, seeing angels or, or dead relatives, I mean, we have to, you know, you, you can you can kind of go yes or no. I, I trust that. I don't trust that. Um, that's kind of a subjective thing. But a lot of these near-death experiences, um, they include having an out-of-body experience. And uh, part of that is they're, they're actually seeing uh, things that can later, later be uh, corroborated. Um, you know, for example, we have a case, Pam Reynolds, in the film, who she was, uh, she was uh, in an operation that was, uh, at that time, uh, you know, very experimental. Um, she had a aneurysm in the lower part of her brainstem, and so her her head um, was was removed of uh, blood. And so, when they're performing the surgery, her heart was stopped, and she was clinically dead for over an hour. Um, and they had they were measuring her brain activity during the entire procedure, so her brain was completely offline, flatlined. Wow! And during that time is when she had an out of body experience, but she's seeing herself from uh, over the shoulder of the, of the surgeon. And then she's seeing, you know, angels enter the operating room and she's, she's ushered into this heavenly experience. But the stuff that she saw during the operation could later be corroborated by the two neurosurgeons that were present during the surgery. You know, she talks about things that there was, there was an issue during the surgery of, you know, they had to go from one leg to the other and her vein was cannulated and there was, you know, arguments that took place during the surgery and the music that, that they were playing, which she thought was very insensitive. And she's relaying all that in great detail, but it's when her brain was completely offline. 
Stephen, we've got about 30 seconds here. And uh, and again, folks, go to our website. We have links to this movie, After Death, going to be in theaters October 22nd. What is he, what's the takeaway here? Folks going to see this film, what do you want him to take away from, from this great project you've done? Well, I, I think it's going to offer people a lot of hope. Um, and for people who haven't considered, you know, uh, life after or a spiritual reality, I think it's going to open the door to, to begin to ask those questions. Uh, so the film hits theaters October 27th. You can get tickets at angel.com slash after death. Um, they're available now. And, you know, and the film also explores both heavenly and hellish experiences. Oh, wow. This is going to be fascinating. And, folks, uh, Stephen is an incredible uh, filmmaker and uh, just does some incredible work. Uh, you got to check this movie out, this film, After Death. Uh, and, again, you can get your tickets um, at uh, angel.com and uh, slash after death movie or i'm sorry after death steven we got to run appreciate the call and we appreciate the time here best of luck to you on this uh, great project folks what do you think happens when we die we'll be right back Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of The Big Show. I'm Todd Starnes, and this is the Todd Starnes Radio Program, proudly broadcasting on 140 radio stations around the country. By the way, ToddStarns.com is our website. Great information for you there. Of course, also some great free resources. And with this Biden economy, who doesn't love free stuff? You're going to be able to get our free podcast. You can download all three hours of the podcast of the radio show. And you can also sign up for our free daily newsletter. Almost a quarter million Americans now um, subscribed to our daily email. Wow, we've got a lot going on this hour, and no doubt we're following the breaking news uh, coming out of Israel, also now Beirut, where violent protests have broken out again outside of the U.S. Embassy. We're following those developments with our friends on Newsmax Television, and also, of course, the fight over the next Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan, losing his vote the second ballot. We just had Congressman Pat Fallon on with us. And the congressman telling us that if things don't go well for Congressman Jordan, then the next guy in line could possibly be Tennessee Congressman Mark Green or Louisiana Congressman uh, Mike Johnson. So we're going to keep you updated on those stories. Uh, But we've got some other things to share with you and very excited about our next guest. Um, who, Who would have thought that The Chosen would be as successful of a project as it has become. This is something that has just exploded uh, onto the the entertainment and the streaming world and the TV world. And what started out honestly as a crowd as a crowd funded project is now probably one of the most, if not the most popular, faith based TV programs. On the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, honored to have with us Dallas Jenkins who is the creator and the director of The Chosen. Dallas, hope you're doing well today. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, Todd. It's good to talk to you again. 
And and Dallas, congratulations. I mean, this has just been a remarkable thing for you guys. Uh, about ready to start season four, uh, or rather season four exclusively in theaters starting, what, February the 1st. Did Looking back, did you imagine that all of this was going to be possible? Well, of course not. But I, th- I, I will say this. I haven't been focused on the growth of it because when I sit down on, uh, you know, to my laptop on, on a couch writing a season or when we're on set working with the actors, uh, you know, the blank page doesn't care whether the previous season was successful or not. And we also have to remember that whether there's no one watching or whether there's a hundred million people watching, the most important thing is to make sure that we are accurately capturing the spirit and intention of Jesus and the gospels. And if I start thinking too much about trying to avoid criticism or gain praise or grow viewers, I think that's going to cripple me and the cripple the show. And so uh, I, I really am trying to focus on uh, on just making sure that nothing changes, at least in the production side of things. Alice, I've, I've known your dad and your mom for a number of years now, and uh, uh, it, you you come from a, a great writing family. And, and that really, I think, is the key to all of this, is you've got to be able to tell a good story. And 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 that can be, you know, I have to imagine growing up in the church, we all come to expect thir- certain things. You know, you have the passion play, you have the Christmas play. Um, what was that experience like, taking people out of that experience and actually telling you know, telling these stories? Yeah, I think you, you bring up a great point. I think that's one of the things I inherited from my father. And I remember even as a kid feeling somewhat... I don't know what the right word would be. Maybe, maybe confused might be too strong of a word, but but I remember when every portrayal of Jesus, whether in you know in a, in a movie or a stained glass window or a painting or a flanograph in Sunday school, felt distancing. It, it, it did. I didn't feel like portrayals of Jesus were intimate, authentic, human. You know, we all know that he's divine. We all know that he was the Son of God, but. I also thought there were thousands of people who followed him around. He was a revolutionary figure who led a movement and and, and changed the world. And then 2,000 years later, the world is still changed. Like, I don't think he's a boring white guy who only speaks in King James English. And so even as a kid, I was I felt like it was we were missing something uh, in, in in the portrayals. And uh, and I think having a dad like mine who wrote the Left Behind books, which took biblical concepts and 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 the book of revelation and made it uh, not try, didn't replace it didn't change it but just was trying to perhaps translate it into a way that we could experience intimately and authentically that's what i'm trying to do with the chosen so i do believe this is the culmination of decades of i think preparation from my family or from my experience growing up to say i think we need to remove the veil, to remove whatever has gotten in between us and an authentic Jesus and create a show that really does give you the cultural, historical, and yes, biblical context that sometimes is missing. Yeah, and I think you've done that. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable, and and I've watched a season one, two, midway through season three, um, and and you just, it, it's really just a beautifully and well-done production. And and again, I think people that's why people are, are resonating and, and there are so many fans of of the of the show. Uh let's talk about season four because this is going to be pretty unique how season four uh drops. T- tell everybody about what's gonna happen. Yeah, so 
we've done some theatrical releases before. We were one of the first shows ever to to do something like that, put a couple episodes in theaters. This time we're doing all of the episodes in theaters. Now, not all at once. We know that uh, sitting through an entire season in, in, a, in a theater seat would be a little bit much to ask for my friends and myself who need to go to the bathroom occasionally. So we're, we're, we're spreading it out over the course of a month. Uh, into three groups, you know, episodes one through three, episodes four through six, and then episodes seven and eight. And the reason we're doing this isn't just to be different and isn't just to become the first TV show to ever do this. It really is because season four uh, has is an, is an immersive experience. The The scale is bigger. We're getting closer to Jerusalem, to what we all know is coming in this story. And uh, we believe that it demands to be seen and heard on the big screen. Uh, the other reason is because uh, as you know, Todd, there, there's moments in Scripture that we sometimes forget. Jesus told his followers exactly what was going to happen. He said, I'm going to die. I, he said, I'm going to suffer. And they were like, huh, good to know. Um, but hey, who's going to be first in the kingdom of God? And where, can we sit on your right and left hand? And these moments broke Jesus's heart. John eleven thirty five, 35, the shortest verse in the Bible, Jesus wept. That happens this season, and we see it more than once. Uh, so I think this is also something you might want to share with others if for no other reason than to be able to pass tissues back and forth. Now, there's joy, there's laughter, there's some great miracles, but this is a season that also uh, increases in sadness, and I think it's good to watch it in community. Dallas, I'm Dallas, and by the way, folks, Dallas Jenkins, who's the creator and the director of The Chosen uh, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Da- Dallas, have you gotten over the years, have you gotten letters from people or correspondence from people who maybe they they weren't followers of Christ or or maybe you know they were not Christian and uh they came to that that relationship and and they developed a relationship um through watching the series oh uh, it's countless we can't even i i honestly wouldn't be able to give you a number it's been so so many over the years who've uh, either said either said i went from death to life i am someone who did not believe and now I do and now I am immersed in scripture or immersed in a church people who maybe had church hurt or had bad experiences in their faith who are returning to the faith because of the show we always make it very clear we're not a replacement for scripture we are we are an entryway we are a supplement to scripture but it has been amazing to see people change and that's happened even in within our own cast and crew I mean the majority of our cast and crew are not or have not been believers, and that's starting to change with some of them. So that's been a beautiful thing. And what's also beautiful is to speak to what's happening right now in the Middle East. We are a Jewish show. Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. Uh, and, and, and that show has become abnormally popular for a Jesus project in Israel. We are hearing from Israelis and from, from Orthodox or non-practicing Jews who are saying, I didn't understand or realize how Jewish of a story this is. We're seeing the prayers. We're seeing the, the traditions. We're seeing the synagogues. Uh, we're seeing the rituals uh, in a Jesus project that we've never seen before. And the answers to some of the conflict that existed 2,000 years ago that is now existing today are the same. And uh, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, is the answer, and he doesn't uh, he he doesn't care about an earthly kingdom. He's wanting this uh, kingdom in our hearts, and so uh, I think that the timing of this has also been beautiful to see. Well, it's a pretty exciting thing that's going to be happening here, and uh, and Dallas, um, you know, again, congratulations, and and that to me is one of the most important things is that people are are coming to know Christ through the theatrical work that, that you guys are, are doing. And, and I just think that's that's remarkable. Um, a final question here before we let you go. Are you having fun with this? 
Uh, I don't know that I've had time to think about whether or not it's fun. I, I, I need to get better at that, but I think we, we've been so focused on the work and then focused on making sure that I, I'm a good husband and father throughout all of this, the travel and the, 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 the energy that it requires. Um, I think when I'm done with it, I'll be able to look back and, and my, you know, my dad said this, I'll make this quick. My dad always likes to say he's written over 200 books. He says, I'm not sure that I love writing, but I love having written. And, uh, and I feel the same way. I'm not sure that I always love the process of, of, of doing this, but I love having done it and, and seeing the results and seeing the impact. So, uh, I, I try to have fun with my family as much as possible, but I'm, uh, sometimes I get a little too focused on the work itself. I, now I look, I understand season, season four is done, but season five, just think here, you know, if you need a reporter, like, you know, somewhere in, you know, one of the episodes, I'm, a, I'm available. Yeah, it might take us a little bit out of that Middle Eastern <laughs> setting we're trying to portray as uh, Todd Starnes in the middle of all that. But, I get it. No, uh, I get anytime it. Anytime you want to come to the set, we'll let you. We'll let you know. Maybe we'll hide you in the background in a first century outfit. You're a good. You're a good man. All right, uh, Dallas Jenkins, uh, season four of The Chosen coming up, folks, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, get information about the theatrical release over at thechosen.tv. Dallas, we're going to let you go. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on, Todd. All right, good man right there, folks. Dallas Jenkins, the creator and the director of The Chosen. And this is going to be pretty cool. I mean, you get to go, and not only do you get to watch The Chosen, but you get a big old bucket of uh, Orville Red Bopper, uh, Bopper popcorn and a Baptist martini, which is a Diet Coke with a wedge of lemon for all you Methodists out there. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And, again, you can get information over at thechosen.tv. All right, uh, folks, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, more breaking news. Uh, It is getting pretty nasty over in Lebanon. Also, President Trump speaking outside the courthouse. You know, they they tried to slap him with a gag order. That's not working out very well. And we're going to tell you more about that. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. May I tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, folks, they are the only one. They've been great supporters of this radio program, and they provide great, dependable nationwide coverage. That means you have access to all three major cell phone networks, and that means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. You see, when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're actually sending a message that you support free speech and religious liberty and the sanctity of life. And by the way, their U.S.-based customer service team makes switching super easy. Can you keep your number? Yes, you can keep your number, you keep your phone, you can even upgrade, and they sell phones too. All you have to do is go to PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, or give them a call, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. Now listen up, activation code TODD, T-O-D-D. That activation code is going to give you a $30 value. You can join me and make the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us on this rocking edition of the Todd Stearns Radio Program. So a lot of we're juggling a lot of breaking news stories here. You know, by the way, what are we doing to actually get the hostages out of Gaza? You know, we've got they're holding Americans over there. Are we actually doing anything? Biden said very little about the actual hostages um, during his remarks earlier today. 
in Israel. We're also going to keep you posted. Um, as soon as Biden is boots off the ground in Israel, I wouldn't be surprised to see that ground invasion starting. All right, 844-747-8868 is our number. And just a reminder, uh, we are raising or and helping to raise emergency funding for our friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. Go to ToddSterns.com, and you'll see the banner at the top of the page, the red alert, Israel at War. And you can click there, and you can donate. Whatever you can donate would be greatly appreciated. You can also give them a call at 1-800-514-5577. That's 1-800-514-5577. And uh, a lot of people asking, okay, is, is this charity on the up and up? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, when you know we've checked these folks out, uh, they have great records with the um, charity Navigator folks. Um, and they keep tabs on on these charities, and they have a great ranking. You're going to be helping me, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and many others, Dr. Seb Gorka, as we raise money for the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. So every now and again, somebody sends me something, and I thought I'd share this with you. This has been sort of a weird show. It's just it's a fun show, but uh, I you know we're we're kind of bouncing around from topics today, and I think that's okay. And we've got it. We've got to step back a little bit here, folks. I mean, we're on the brink of Lord knows what out there, and so we've got to sort of chill out a little bit. And there was an interesting piece, a guy by the name of Jason Howerton, and uh, he's got a pretty big following, um, a little over a hundred thousand people on his Twitter feed, and he's got a website, HighValueDad.com. I want to read this to you. Get your take on it. Yesterday, my son was disrespectful to a teacher. It clearly hurt her feelings. It was unacceptable. So this morning, I took my son by the hand, and we marched right into her classroom before school started. What I witnessed my young son do was enough to move a grown man to tears. I watched a five-year-old boy show more humility than our current leaders ever do. I am sorry that I hurt your feelings. I didn't think about what I was saying. It happens sometimes at home, too. I'm sorry. And then he gave her a hug. I was speechless. It wasn't what he said. It was the genuineness of his words to his teacher. He meant every word. I am so proud, and I let him know. We will never raise children who never make mistakes. So instead, raise children who can take accountability and learn when they do. I think that's a pretty remarkable thing. Here you have a dad teaching his son a lesson, a life lesson, and hopefully a lesson this little boy will will never forget. And maybe, just maybe, in in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, maybe we all need just to step back for a second and understand what's at stake here. I know feelings are hurt up on Capitol Hill right now. I get that. But we've got a lot more pressing issues than hurt feelings. And so if apologies need to be made, if that they need to be made, and let's, let's, let's handle the business in Washington, let's be adults about it, and let's move on. If, in fact, we can do that. Otherwise, you're getting chaos. I mean, it really is that simple. It's chaos. All right, got to take a break here, folks. 844-747-8868. That's our number. That's 844-747-8868. 
Our website, again, ToddStearns.com. Now is a great time to head over there, make a quick donation, and join us as we partner with our friends over at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Folks, welcome back to the Todd Starnes Radio Program, and we have breaking news again. Uh, President Biden, just a few moments ago, announcing $100 million in aid to Gaza. Uh, Let's go to the president. Today, I'm also announcing $100 million in new U.S. funding for humanitarian assistance in both Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than one million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. All right, this is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Um, Here's uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis just moments ago uh, releasing a statement about this. Joe Biden just announced $100 million of your taxpayer dollars going to the Gaza Strip. They say it's humanitarian assistance. We know Hamas is going to commandeer that money, and Hamas is going to use it to advance terrorism. I say no U.S. tax dollars to the Gaza Strip. We still have hostages being held by Hamas. There are American hostages being held by Hamas. How are you funding them when they're holding Americans as well as others hostage? I challenge every Republican running, step up to the plate, join me in opposing Biden's $100 million gift to Hamas. All right, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line from the House Freedom Caucus and and the great state of Arizona, our good friend Congressman Andy Biggs. Congressman, a lot to get to, uh, but I want to get your reaction to this uh, announcement, $100 million to a country that's still holding American hostages. Well, it's absurd, of course, and it's not just absurd. It, it's it's almost, it should be impeachable, but let's think about this. This is the same guy that gave $6 billion and hostages back to Iran for hostages. That should have taught you that when you negotiate for hostages, you will always lose. And and for him to take our money, our money, and it's not even our money because we're going to have to borrow that money. We're going to borrow that money and give it to uh, basically a conduit a pipeline to Hamas. That is, that's really what's going to happen there. And, uh, you know, it just shows that these guys have no clue as to the real world. Uh, I'm with you. The, the man should be impeached. Uh, we've got American hostages being held, and and we're giving these people money. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, and from what pocket is he is he taking that that money? It's not his pocket. It's going to be the pocket of the American people, and it's not even the American people uh, uh, who are adults and grown up. It's going to be the children, and grandchildren. That he's adding to our national debt, our structural deficit, and giving it to basically to Hamas. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you can't make it up. It's just too absurd. You would think this was on Babylon B for Pete's sakes. Congressman Andy Biggs on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Uh, Congressman, I want to move on to um, the, the news happening on Capitol Hill where um, uh, Congressman Jordan, our good friend Jim Jordan, was not able to muster the vote. So what happens next? Well, in my opinion, he needs to be take. He needs to do two things. He needs to be sitting down with those people, and finding out what their 
uh, and I know he's done this, but he needs to really push it over. Um, he needs to meet with Steve Scalise, and whatever fences need to be mended, if any, they need to mend those fences so Steve will say, look, uh, if you're voting for me, and there were seven votes for him last time, uh, you need to vote for Jim Jordan. He needs to just nail it down with the New York delegation so they quit voting for Lee Zeldin and start voting for Jim Jordan. Perhaps Lee needs to call him and say, vote for Jordan. I mean, I know they're good friends. So is he's really incredibly close. Uh, the forecast was that he, the spread would increase to at least 30, um, and it basically st- held steady right around 20 votes. So uh, it's, it doesn't take a whole lot of those votes to swing around for Jim to become the next speaker. So if 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 we cannot get a vote, and do you expect another vote today? Yeah, yeah, there should be there should be another vote today. We shouldn't delay this thing. We need to be moving. Okay. Do you do you have that? Um, do you know that that is going to happen? Or no, Todd, we don't know. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of being driven by um, a, a lot of different conductors on the car right now. So uh, I don't I don't know. They haven't told us. Now, you know, I'm a rock solid conservative here, Congressman. But you know, we need to have a conversation with our fel- with those fellow Republicans up there and say if they're gonna if they're gonna pull the pin and throw the grenade, we really need a rock solid plan before we do that. Well, you know, the the it's impossible to have a rock solid plan, Todd. What you can have is is what we what what has been happening. You, we knew that there'd be. Several good candidates come forward. They did come forward. Um, and I personally believe that some of these votes are targeted at me and Gates and the others. And they're, they're, they've aimed their gun at the wrong target because the, the, the punishing Jim by not letting him become speaker um, doesn't just punish Jim. It punishes the entire country. And, they, and quite frankly, they're holding out. They're the ones that are violating the rules that they claim that we that we violate, which we didn't. But they are now they're, they're in the territory where uh, they're they're just holding out for. We can't even tell what reasons they're giving. They're not even giving substantive reasons like, well, you know, Jim Jordan can't do this or that or the other thing. They're just holding out um, because they want to hold out. So, uh, Congressman, uh, let's let's talk about uh, another issue that's been discussed is that Patrick McHenry, who is the Speaker pro tem, there really are no rules that say he has to, you know, there's not an expiration date uh, on this. And so there's been some suggestion that he could just stay on until, you know, the, the first of the year and really just or just become the de facto Speaker. Uh, my concern is that that McHenry could advance and push through the fund, you know, Biden's funding agenda here. Well, he could. And that's why I oppose that. Um, because if you do anything of extension of powers to, to Patrick Henry, because there's no t- time limit, as you say, then what you've done is you've created de facto as a speaker. So I view it as unconstitutional because you would not have done it by, uh, the procedure that, that gives you a speaker. But, um, the other thing is, it becomes a coalition government with the with Democrats and a few Republicans. So, I don't know that that's going to happen. I talked to some people today on the floor who uh, might otherwise not always be in my camp, you know, my echo chamber, and they were like, "Absolutely not. We're not going to do that." So, and the other thing I'll tell you, Todd, one reason that some people are talking about doing that that takes the pressure off 
the holdouts. If the, the pressure is building on the holdouts, and um, the reality is, if you remove that pressure valve and say we're going to release the pressure by having Patrick McHenry become the de facto speaker for the next 90 days. First of all, you'll be doing this again in 90 days. And second of all, then then you won't get to a speaker uh, right now because people will will not vote. They'll say, well, I don't have to vote now. We've, we've, we've taken that. We're not, we've taken the pressure off. So you can't take the pressure off. So we are coming up on some deadlines here, right? Uh, I think we kick the can down the road till what, uh, sometime in November. So what happens? What happens if we do not have a speaker by November? Well, I, I believe we're going to. Uh, but I will tell you what else should happen is we should immediately be and, and there, the appropriations committee could go ahead and meet and finish those last two bills that they that they didn't get done on time. Um, we need to get those eight bills done and over to the Senate like tomorrow. So as soon as that we do get a speaker, and I'm I'm hopeful that it'll be sooner rather than later, we need to go 24/7 till we get those the rest of those eight bills done. Get them over to the Senate, and if we get them to the Senate by the end of October, the Senate will have three weeks to consider um, and do what they're going to do, and that means hopefully that you don't have to do a CR. All right, we'll we'll leave it there. Um, a lot of unknowns. Um, by the way, we are hearing. We just had Congressman Pat Fallon on. He's saying multiple mm-hmm. people are mentioning names like Congressman Mark Green, Mike Johnson, in the event that things don't work out with Congressman Jordan. Are you hearing the same? It's. I think it's way too early to say that because Jim is with you know. It just it really takes two blocks of those people that are holding out two blocks of those votes, and they're they're voting in blocks. If he takes those two blocks and turns them around, he he becomes a speaker. So I think it's too early to start saying somebody else. You know, I mean, I've I've heard all kinds of names. And by the way, Todd, um, within uh, probably two hours of of the motion to vacate going through, I had received I think total of uh, six or seven people who were potential candidates, including some of the ones that you're talking about. Wow. All right. Well, we'll we're paying very close attention here. So. There's a possibility we could see another vote today. Um, so Jim Jordan's not really ready to throw in the towel, and I think a lot of people are glad to hear that. Yeah, he's not going to throw in the towel. I don't think so. All right, good stuff. All right, Congressman, really appreciate your time today. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. All right, Congressman Andy Biggs out of Arizona on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. All right, folks, we've got to take a quick break. When we come back, your calls, 844-747-8868. Joe Biden wants to send $100 million of your tax money to Gaza and the West Bank. That is funding Hamas. We are now funding the Hamas terrorist. $100 million. You think that's a good idea? 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Folks, I'm telling you, there's only one network that's been covering President Trump around the clock, and that is our good friends over at Newsmax. Millions of people have made the switch to Newsmax because it's real news that you can trust. I watch it all the time. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. By the way, Newsmax is on all major cable systems, and if your cable operator does not carry Newsmax, just give them a call. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or your Android 
Folks, it's absolutely free, and you can start watching anytime. Get the Newsmax app now. Get the Newsmax at home. And we have it right here in our broadcast bunker. Make the switch. You won't look back. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Lee in North Carolina. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. How you doing? I'm well. Thank you for asking. What's going on? Well, um, I I know you've been talking. You, I know I talked to you several months ago uh, about the term create and how it only applies to God. And, uh, but, but you're still using it. (laughs) I really not quite sure. I'm not following you here, Lee. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking about, uh, well, there are two things that I wanted to bring up today. Real quickly. Let's get to it. Okay. God is the only one who can create. And when you die, you're dead. You don't exist anymore until Christ returns. And those are the two primary things I wanted to talk about. Lee, you talked about them. Thank you for calling. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. You know, the guy's busted my chops here because uh, we mentioned that uh, that Dallas Jenkins was, was the creator of the Chosen series. Really? Come on, folks. Let's. We've got more pressing issues. By the way, may I just say, God bless this guy running for running for office in Canada. His name is Pierre Polavure. He's French, but that's okay. He's a cool guy. He's eating an apple, and this guy is a conservative, and, and he gets it. He's a common-sense conservative, and they're having a rough go of it north of the border. I mean, these people are woke out the wazoo. And uh, a left-wing journalist is interviewing the guy, trying to, trying to bait him, you know, and the—, the the candidate's eating an apple, and he doesn't stop eating the apple. This is great stuff. Cut 13. Um, on the on the topic, I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well, ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels, I would guess. Um, I mean, what certainly, you mean certainly, you, certainly, you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently. Like what? Uh, left wing, you know this and that. Right wing, they, you know, I mean, it's that that type of ideological thing. I never really talk about left but or right. Anyways, a lot I of don't pe- really believe in that. Okay, a lot of people would would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump. Uh, well, book. Like which people would say that? Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but like who? <laughs> I don't know who, but well, you're um, the one who asked the question, so yeah. I, you must know somebody. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways, the, the point of this the point of this question is, I mean, why should why should Canadians trust you with their vote, given you know? Not not just the sort of ideological inclination in terms of taking the page of Donald Trump's book, but what are you also, talking about? What page? What page? Can you give okay. me a page? Give me the page. You keep <laughs> in, saying in terms that. Of, in terms of ter- turning things quite dramatically in terms of of Trudeau and and the left wing and all of this. I mean, you 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 make quite a you know it's it's quite a play that you make on it. So I'm I'm not sure. I don't under, I don't know what your question okay. is. Okay, then forget that. Why should Canadians trust you with their vote? Common sense. Okay. common sense for for a change we're going to make common sense common in this country we don't have any common sense in the current government you know 
the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst inflation in four decades. I'm going to cap spending, cut waste, so that we can balance the budget and bring down inflation and interest rates. You'll want to be able to pay your mortgage again. You want to be able to afford rent. Then you have to vote for Pierre Polyev because I'm the only one with a common sense plan that will bring back the buying power of your paycheck. Wow. I, can we get some of those people over on our side of the border? Is that is that possible? What a brilliant takedown. And, and this is how you deal with the left-wing media, folks. This is how you do it. By the way, I, I am just so excited about what's happening at the University of Pennsylvania right now. And we're going to get we're going to do a deeper dive into this tomorrow. But we're talking about dozens of high dollar donors. We're talking about billionaires. They've been donating tens of millions of dollars to UPenn. And they have pulled their financial support because University of Pennsylvania has embraced the Palestinians. And it has nothing to do, ironically, it has nothing to do with what happened with the the Hamas terrorist attack. It turns out last month, these idiots at UPenn actually hosted a Palestine literature festival. And some of the speakers were saying the most vile and terrible things about Jews. And you've got folks like uh, one of the heirs of the Estee Lauder, uh, the the, uh, the makeup people, the Lauders, uh, that Lauder group. Yeah, that anyway, that family, uh, they're, they're pulling their money. You've got Dick Wolf, who uh, created the Law & Order series. He's pulling his money. And this is fantastic. Now, the university is standing by the president. And they're saying, well, you know, we have an obligation. We have an obligation here at UPenn to provide a platform for horrifying opinions that we may not necessarily agree with here at the University of Pennsylvania, an Ivy League school. Well, I hate to break this to you, but do you really think that's true? Do you really think the people at the University of Pennsylvania would, say, host a writing festival for KKK members? Do you really think they would do that? Or do you think they would host a, a writing festival for, oh, what's another? Oh, white heterosexual Christian males? Well, how dare you, sir? How dare you? We at the University of Pennsylvania, we are an open-minded people, but we will not tolerate racism. Oh, is that where you draw the line now? Okay, I see. But, but it's okay to have your students marching through the street saying, kill the Jews. That's what you're saying. You know what? I hope every every single donor pulls their funding from every anti-Semite university in the country. Well, we got to run. We'll do it again tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.